Welcome to the fourth episode of the Radiology Coach. My name is Greg Turner, and my job is to demystify the enigmatic field of x-rays for you. So today I want to talk to you about uh, DR versus, well, different types of DR versus CR versus what type of modality uh, are you looking for? Now, I've been to different conferences where physicians are standing up in front of their peers, and they're talking to others about um, the... Uh, complex designs, the crystals, uh, the different types of mechanical structures of the panels themselves and what you need to know. But the bottom line, folks, is that you know you can do the research all you want about how something's made and how, it, uh, how it's constructed and the uh, durability and, and the different types of diodes that are utilized uh, and the type of electricity, this and that. But it all gets kind of flushed down the tubes when the end product, the end desire is for that panel to perform for you in your clinic. And uh, this is why I kind of have an um, aversion to listen to speakers, uh, particularly other physicians who have done the homework, done the research, but get engrossed in the uh, weeds of how something is designed, uh, hence um, possibly misleading you in the end results that you might achieve in your clinic. You know, it's kind of like a car, you know, a Mercedes versus a BMW versus a, uh, a Kia. You know, you're, you know which ones are high-end. You know which ones tend to perform. You know which companies generate great products typically. Now, in, in radiology, in, the, in, in our industry, the big names are big performers, Pretty much the same big names that you find in photography are the big names in radiology, you know, Fuji, Konica, Kodak. Um, however, in today's world also, these products are extremely expensive. For a DR panel, you're going to pay $70,000, $80,000 for a panel if you're in a hospital for, from these manufacturers. So then you're looking at second-tier companies who then manufacture or kind of buy the equipment or buy the products of the panel in the back door from these other manufacturers, repackage them, resell them for a cheaper price, defunctionalize somewhat, and so they may be slightly inferior to what you'll find on the high-end market. However, they fit well within the budget that you're seeking. So all that being said, it's the business world as we know it. It's common sense. If you've been uh, out there in the business world, you understand that this is just the way things work across the board in multiple industries. Well, that being said, I don't want to get too uh, far into the weeds. In fact, I don't want to get in the weeds at all about how DR panels are uh, processed and produced. But, you know, you've heard the lingo of the, um, you've heard the lingo of the Gadox panels and the cesium panels and which one's better for the two. Um, we understand that cesium is a higher grade, which, is, which it is. Gadox is a, a slightly inferior grade to the cesium, which is true. However, the uh, software capabilities and the diode capabilities that are found inside of these products have now really kind of um, leveled the ground across the board for the different technologies. Now, if I have my choice, yes. If I have my choice and I've got money to throw away, I'm probably gonna go into a cesium, a slightly higher type of panel. Um, 
but but honestly, if, if I don't have money to per se throw away, well then I'm gonna consider the Gaddox panel because it does perform just as I had mentioned before, sorry about the echo here, but just as I had mentioned before, uh, the, the difference in image quality, in, in particular if you're just looking at a higher end Gaddox, um, is, is negligible. So you can achieve the goals that you're wanting with any type of um, technology out there, whether it be cesium or Gaddox in these DR panels. I, I, I will say that, let me just put a caveat for the CRs out there. CR uh, will fit better into uh, some heavily populated clinics where they're doing multiple rooms at the same time and you can utilize the modalities across the board in different rooms. And CR does have superior image quality. So. I don't want to immediately rule out CR even though the workflow of CR is rapidly changing and we're realizing that DR panels provide you a, a very fast workflow and in an efficient clinic. But those of you who are looking for CR or already have CR, please know that it has its place in this world and it is not, we are not readily um, knocking CR out of the park at this point. But back to the DR panels. When you're trying to make a decision, it can all be very confusing. And all I'm trying to tell you is number one, don't go after these little packages that are 15,000 out of the box. You know, uh, do it yourself installed. Um, works as good as any other panel type of sales pitch because it does not. You have to um, elevate your game just a little bit. Take in consideration the company that you're um, sell you're buying from and that may be a dealer most of the time it is uh, and how reputable they are um, I would talk to more than one person but uh, here's the uh, the issue that you get into is that you'll talk to one sales guy and as you know it's the best product on the market for that price you go to another dealer best product in the market for that price so what you need to do is uh, when these guys come in just say look I'm I, I want to see this thing in action. I want to see what a foot looks like on this panel. So um, I know we talk about patience. It, it, sometimes that, that can be uh, a sacrificial type of demo where you, you've got to find a live specimen to uh, provide a foot or provide a um, hand or uh, even a, a lumbar spine on that type of uh, panel. But that really is the best decision maker. Now, if worse comes to worse, what you can do is x-ray a phone. What I like to do when I'm looking at image quality, I'll look, I'll take a regular picture x-ray of my phone with my, my regular products. And then uh, as in if you're using film or CR or what have you, look at the clarity, see how clear you can get it. Look at the, uh, you know, the motherboard and the miniature diodes and the, uh, uh, the copper wiring and all that and see if you can get clarity to a uh, elevated level then what you'll want to do is just simply tell someone to uh, x-ray their phone, send a picture of it over to you. If, you're, if, they're remote over the, if your sales guy is talking to you over the phone, say, I just want to see those pics. Um, you also uh, need to see what type of acquisition time it is. Is it five seconds? Is it 10 seconds? Is it 20 seconds? Um, there are a number of decisions that you, you have to make. I don't have time in this podcast to go through all the uh, do's and don'ts of the purchase, 
But what I do have time to, to stress is simply for the fact that don't get caught up in the weeds of what something is made of. If you're spending 18, 20, 22,000 at least on these products, they are worthy of consideration for the most part. Um, there will be some sacrifices in your functionality and workspace, but what you have to do is just kind of weigh it and say, does it, number one, acquire the image that I'm looking for, the image quality, and number two, is it um, compatible for the workflow that I'm looking for in my clinic? Is it fast enough? Uh, do I have to get my employees to you know, export, import, modify, do this, do that on the computer side? So uh, if you can minimize that, streamline your processes, then you may have a, a good product. Um, last but not least, you do wanna look at the warranty and find out uh, how long you can have this panel where if it goes down, uh, how you're covered and, and what's going to happen if it does go down. Now, uh, technology is as it is today. We all know it. It's two steps forward, one step back. These aren't perfect products and there are issues that arise and, and they, they arise frequently. So you have to understand you're inheriting some issues that you previously might not have had to deal with. But for the, for the most part, these modalities are very reliable and you'll, you'll be pleased with what you have. So uh, those are my remarks, my thoughts about DR and uh, somewhat CR panels and your decisions as they come. Uh, there'll be more episodes on this as it is a huge subject and we've got many questions that get farmed up here. So uh, I'll talk to you on the next episode. I wish you well. Bye-bye. Hello and welcome to the Radiology Coach Podcast. Uh, we've got a special edition for you today. I'm in Chicago at the um, McCormick Center where there is a massive trade show. It's the world's largest radiology trade show uh, that occurs every year the first week, after, uh, the first week following Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, but all the major players in radiology are here. We've got CareStream and Samsung, Canon, Kodak, Hologic, um, uh, the American College of Radiology. There's a number of vendors. Not only are the, uh, they the major players, but the smaller players as well. Um, other vendors like Shimatsu and um, Viworks, Civco, uh, Turner Imaging, Dunley, every single radiology company that you can imagine is here. Uh, they've got uh, individual booths. Most, most of them, this is where their mother load of uh, trade show expenditures occur simply because the audience that they're catering to is an international audience. Uh, for, uh, now, there are folks that come from all over the United States here. In fact, if uh, you're anybody who's anybody in the radiology industry, you'll find that you've uh, run into your colleagues nationwide at this one event. Uh, I'm telling you, people come in, they pay uh, top dollar not only to gain access to the trade show itself, but the vendors spend a significant amount of money uh, to present themselves. Now, uh, I may talk to you about reasons why you would want to visit the RSNA as a non-radiology specialist. There are a lot of people who uh, obviously purchase x-rays and rely on x-rays for the uh, operations side of their clinics and hospitals, urgent care centers, etc. And so when you go to the RSNA, um, you know, my job in these podcasts is to demystify the enigmatic field of x-rays. 
And what that means is just to simply break down some of the explanations that you have regarding x-rays because there's just not specialists there that will assist you in answering questions. When they do, it's more of a sales motivated mindset. So when we step into this, you have multiple chances with each vendor to talk to each vendor, not only about just general x-ray modalities, but uh, ultrasound, CT, uh, nuclear medicine, all the different types of fluoroscopy, all the different types of specialties out there. Mammography plays a role. Now, one of the biggest uh, onsets that we, we've seen in the show <coughs> is, excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, is the onset of uh, uh, AI technology. And why AI is so prevalent in this industry is because uh, you, we've got some imperfections in the technology of x-rays, meaning um, in all of the modalities there is room for improvement. Um, but the, the funny thing is that when you are dealing with trying to perfect these imaging uh, systems, trying to get it to where uh, you simply push a button, you diagnose uh, uh, abnormalities or what have you, there is a certain amount of reliability on the human uh, side. So you've got uh, uh, some possibilities for error, not only mechanically, but uh, on the human side as well. So each and every year we work for, uh, toward our technology and minimizing those errors. Now that's where I, AI comes into because these modalities that implement AI, which is very expensive, uh, it is a learning software at this point or a learning technology. So. Uh, let's just say you've got a CAD application, say in CT of the chest, and those um, CAD applications are imperfect in some in a number of ways. You run a patient through a CT scan, let's just say of a chest X-ray, and it picks up on some lung abnormalities. Well, sometimes those lung abnormalities can be scar tissue; they can be uh, um, anatomical in nature. Uh, they can be anything, and that is why sometimes you see radiology reports that reflect something that's not so much a uh, definite, but it may be a false positive or a false negative, as you know. But when the AI comes in, you can have a radiologist who reads it, we define it, we understand uh, what that uh, anomaly in the anatomy ultimately is. You can then communicate with the AI every time that they see that type of a lesion uh, in the chest or otherwise that they will address it and they will in the future recognize it as a possible lesion or whatever the previous diagnosis was. So AI has a huge effect in the um, radiology world. It's kind of like uh, when we initially, when I initially started in radiology back in 1987, uh, computers had very little to do with radiology, you know, because we had film and we, uh, you know, CT was just now getting into the software and the high diagnostic uh, fun uh, functions of the software. But now we're, we've entered into a totally different phase of um, machinery, where machinery not only uh, conducts the examinations that you're requiring and you're requesting, but they will soon be able to simply, um, very similar to a CAD environment, not only identify imperfections in anatomy from the patients, but they'll be able to assist you in reading the examination itself. Uh, I do foresee in the future that um, more and more uh, AI type applications will in, uh, intervene in the uh, radiologist's um, 
uh, normally the radiologist situation or their job. So they'll have to rely on that more and more. So uh, the takeaway from this is that we're looking for future applications, future machines, everything that you can think of is at this show. I mean, as far as modalities and, and the products that they um, want to show off. However, the overall theme is to find out what direction we're going in. And again, the RSNA is taking on a whole new look to it, a whole new feel where we know our industry is rapidly changing and it will continue to do so. But within the next five to 10 years, you'll see a change in relying on software and the capabilities, functionalities of the units themselves. So it's very exciting, folks. We're at the um, forefront of technology and it will continue to be that way. And I am the radiology coach and I'll see you in the next session. Hi, and welcome to another podcast from the radiology coach. Uh, today I'm gonna to be talking about um, specifics on purchasing equipment. And now I know I hit on this quite a bit, you know, how to understand what you're looking at, where you're going, um, who to talk to. Remember that, you know, when we uh, discuss purchasing new equipment, you first have to understand who the, 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 the players are in this whole scenario. So here in Chicago, where we are constantly working to demystify the enigmatic field of x-rays, uh, we are looking to assist you in, in as you walk through the RSNA or as you hear about it, please know that there are multiple parties involved. There are service organizations, manufacturing organizations, uh, and dealers who are basically third-party re resellers for services and the manufacturers. That being said, it's very important that when you understand your point of contact is not just simply a manufacturer. You, if you're looking to buy a digital system, you don't go to um, uh, Kodak or CareStream or um, uh, the major players that you might recognize, Samsung, Fuji. The, these are guys that do manufacture and they do sell equipment. But mind you, if you're gonna go to a manufacturer, please understand that you are calling about the highest end product that you're gonna find. Now, if you have the money to do that, that's fine, more power to you. Because if you're gonna call, let's just say Fuji and ask them for a quote on a system that you wanna put in your office, you're paying top dollar. Now, the, the disadvantage there, no, well, the advantage there is you're getting a very high quality product. It's just like vehicles. You get what you pay for. But on the flip side, you need to understand that this, um, these um, manufacturers are not like car manufacturers. They don't have service organizations typically don't have service organizations associated with them. So more the better route, more often than not, you're gonna win, uh, and I'm gonna say about 85% of the time, you're gonna win by moving to a third-party reseller. We call them dealers. We have a number of names for them, but essentially they are the salesmen with the portfolio. They open up their coat pockets and they show you all the products, all the vendors they work with. Now the danger there is you've got to understand they have their racehorses, their, their favorite products that they uh, put out. Now, even though they may have a variety of different products, they have a low-end product, a middle product, and a high-end product. And so again, uh, the price point is gonna be um, in, in the front of the conversation. That being said, when you're speaking with these guys, you've got to, you may have a relationship with an, with an existing dealer, someone who comes and cleans your processor, uh, who does uh, PMs on your machine, that's preventative maintenance on your x-ray machines. 
those guys are the ones that do have uh, that that uh, tool bag in their arsenal. So those guys are, are going to be the one, if you have a relationship with them and you prefer to work with them, uh, that's who you're going to call and talk to. However, please know that they don't sell everything. Uh, there are different uh, manufacturers who compete and work with different dealers. So you're, you're only going to have access to products that represent about 10% of the market. So by buying from your dealer who's been servicing your equipment for the last few years and brings you aprons and lead markers and all that, yeah, uh, that's a good deal. It works out. But just keep in mind that they only have a limited scope of the overall market in, in its whole in, uh, in it, or it's in, in, in its entirety. So that being said, if I were you, if I were just looking for, to purchase a, a system, uh, I would talk to at least two dealers. Now, if I really were you, I would call the radiology coach and ask him, uh, pay him to uh, assist you in making a firm decision, understanding which questions to ask these guys, um, how to, to run down the most important thing on your list, and how to ask the questions that you don't know, know to ask. Remember that uh, in this industry, there are a lot of what I call BTWs, by the ways. And what that means is if you miss one BTW, your buyer's remorse may kick in soon after you purchase that equipment. You have to understand that a lot of people don't understand the questions to ask uh, when they're looking to purchase a system. Uh, they don't. And what I mean, I, I don't, I'm not insulting anyone. What I mean by that is that uh, when folks are purchasing it, they'll ask the, what I call the car questions. The car questions. So how much is it? Uh, how long have you been in business? Uh, is it got great um, inner workings on it? Great mechanics? Uh, has it ever um, been gone from? Is it used or is it refurbished, or, or all those other things? But there is a plethora of other questions that really mostly apply to your workflow. You know, what are you looking to achieve? What do you want your uh, digital system to do? Also, your digital system probably does things that you didn't know it did. Um, one thing is what we, uh, something we call a modality workless query. Now you can look that up and if you can understand the French that uh, is used to describe it, uh, it is a major workflow for a lot of doctors who have a, are a little bit more advanced in the digital arena. Say they have an, an EMR and they're looking to uh, expand their practices. The uh, uh, modality workless query works wonderfully with that. So uh, that's just one example. It may be something that you've heard of, you may have seen, or you, you weren't, didn't quite understand uh, the applications there. How about DICOM SIN? Did you, do you understand what DICOM SIN means? That is if you want overreads or you want to refer your x-rays out to uh, a fellow uh, colleague in the same industry, uh, get a second opinion from another doctor, you would use that function uh, or purchase that function to be able to send out images to a uh, partner or an ally. So those are just a couple of examples of things that you may or may not have understood uh, when you were purchasing the system. And trust me, folks, I, uh, I've seen it where uh, uh, physicians have purchased uh, an expensive piece of equipment, no doubt, but they purchased it at a discount. They might have shopped for it online. They've called people. Uh, they, they got a flyer from a company 20 states away, uh, liter uh, not literally, but uh, 
it's a sale that doesn't, you know, you, 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 it just seems to be a deal you can't turn down. They purchase this, these uh, pieces of equipment for thousands and thousands of dollars. They get it in the mail, and uh, strangely enough, they have to assemble it themselves. They have to train themselves, uh, and they don't understand the warranty and blah, blah, blah. They, the list goes on to where buyer's remorse is ever-present from the uh, moment they open the box. So you want to prevent that, especially if you're going to spend that kind of money. You want to prevent that type of thing from happening. So it's best to understand how to approach all of this. And number one, you may want to call the radiology coach for that type of advice. Number two, you want to at least check in with two dealers. If you're going to call a manufacturer, understand what their sales um, model is and understand what you're going to pay. Because if you're going to uh, ask them to take the time to come see you, they sure as heck are going to bring the pricing of a Mercedes into your door. Um, but number three, understand that you guys are really smart. I understand that you didn't get where you are without being intelligent, but you've got to know that there are questions that if you don't ask them or don't know to ask them, that you will have some regrets one way or the other. And it may have been the decision-making um, contention that would have sent you in another direction had you have known that. Uh, I find it crazy that I've met many doctors who have purchased systems, many, that they weren't happy with. And it's not that they broke uh, uh, down or they were dysfunctional or lemons, so to speak. It's just that they, many of the units don't do or didn't do exactly what they wanted it to do. So um, you have to approach this intellectually. And one of the best ways to do that is to visit the RSNA in Chicago. Um, but if you don't have the time or the money or even the interest in going, just please understand that there's a lot of information circulating out there. Please uh, keep following my podcasts and know that you can come to me as a resource. And please email me at info, I-N-F-O, at theradiologycoach.com with questions or with podcasts you would like to hear. And then I can populate that into my broadcasts and uh, we can get a good stream going to where... Uh, you can feel confident per se if you if you keep listening to my uh, my broadcast so anyhow um, this is the radiology coach and uh, we will be sending out another uh, podcast in the near future Uh, keep tuning in thank you